Shalom Aleichem, welcome back to our fifth shear in the Kuntavis Dvar Malchus. This is the second shear in the third sicha of the Kuntavis Dvar Malchus from the Kuntavis Sichas Chelik Chavzayin Bichokaisai Aleph. Last week, when we uh, started the sicha, we learned from Perik Yud Beis and the Rambam that the Rambam says that when the Mashiach comes, the world will continue in its normal order. Nothing is going to change in the world. And on this we had a question that we find in Teiras Kayanim, we find in the Gemara, that Ilon Yisrak, trees, that don't give fruit, when Mashiach comes, will give fruit. This is certainly a change in the world, and the nature of the world. How does the Rambam reconcile that with Eilam Kemenagin Noyek? And then we had the question of the Raivid, who says, he brings the Pasuk, Vizbati Chayram in Aret, and when Mashiach comes, Hashem will remove or tame the wild animals. And again, it's a change in the nature of the world. So we tried answering that the differences between Eretz Yisrael and, uh, and outside of Eretz Yisrael. Meaning to say that uh, in Eretz Yisrael, things will change. In Lani Yisrael, will give fruit. But in the rest of the world, nothing will change. And that's what the Ramam was referring to. And then we tried, the, according to the Avodah Sakaidish, that when the Ramam says, he means things will go back to the way they were before Chetei Tzadas, when Hashem created the world in the beginning of Sheshes Mebereshes. That then fruit trees gave, gave fruit, uh, 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 non-fruit trees, Ilan Israq, gave fruit. Maybe that's what the Rambam means. And we refuted that. That that's not what the Rambam means. So we're left with the question, what does the Rambam mean when he says, while there are Mamari Chazal and Psukim that imply that things will change. And then we had a contradiction in the Rambam himself. And the one that the Ramam says, The only thing that changes is the fact that Yidin will not be under the rule of the other nations, but everything else seems to continue as is. But the very same Rambam says that that all the nevuas, all the prophecies of all the wonderful, incredible things, supernatural things that are going to occur are all with regards to Yemaisa Mashiach, the time period of the coming of Mashiach. But when you talk about Eilam Abba, no one knows, no eye has, behold, has beheld the, uh, what's going to happen at that time. Implying from that Rambam, from that Maimar uh, Chazal, which is taught by Rabbi Barabba, that Yemaisa Mashiach is a time for changes. So Ramam in one place says nothing is going to change besides Rashibud Malchis. And in another place he says that all the Nevuas, all the promises and prophecies are going to happen in Yemaisa Mashiach. So the Rambam seemingly is contradicting himself. Not just we have a question from other places, the Rambam himself. And we brought up the 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 Gemara in Shabbos, the Ramam's Psak in Shabbos, that a Kleizayin uh, uh, are considered uh, uh, armor is considered uh, according to the Ramam Yerchayev Chatas for carrying it out because it's not a tachshit, it's not considered an ornament, 
it's considered a kligna'i, something that is shameful. And from this we derive that the Rambam holds, like the Chachamim, that there will be no more war when Mashiach comes. And therefore it's considered a difference, not a tachshit. It's not an ornament. It's considered a, a, a something that's, that's a shameful. So how does the Rambam say that there'll be no more war when Mashiach comes if the Rambam holds that nothing's going to change? So we're going to go back. We learned Sif Tess last week, but we're going to learn Sif Tess again because Tess actually leads in to Sif Yud and Yud Aleph, etc. And Tess is the answer to the question, which is obviously elaborated on as we continue through the Sikha. Right now we're trying to figure out what does the Ramam hold? On the one hand he says, On the one hand he says, On the other hand we have, Do we have the Mare Chazal, the trees are going to give fruit, and we have the Pasuk, that the animals will be tamed or taken away. And we have the Ramam himself who says that um, all the Nevuah, all the prophecies are going to happen in Yemaisa Mashiach. So, we have to understand what is the Ramam Shita with regards to how will the world look when Mashiach comes. And we're going to learn Sif Tess. And Sif Tess is going to mention the fact that after Yemaisa Mashiach, there is also Oilam Abba. Oilam Abba, according to the Rambam, is Eimbay Legufu Gviya. Oilam Abba, there's no body. It's just Neshamas. That's the ultimate reward. And that is a world of neshamis without guf and without bodies. And that's going to raise a question on the Rambam. That means that Chiyas Amesim, where this neshamis big gufim, neshamis in gufim, happens before Elam Abba, which means in Yemaisa Mashiach. So now we have the biggest question, if the Rambam holds Elam Kiminagi Noyeg, that everything continues as is, what greater change in the world can there be than Chiyas Amesim? And the Ramam holds that Chiyas HaMesim is one of the Gimel Likrim. So how does he reconcile Erlin Kimenagi Noyek together with Chiyas HaMesim? And that's going to lead us to the Chiddush of this Sicha that the Rambam holds that there's two Tkufas, there's two time periods within Yemaisa Mashiach itself. There's a time period of Erlin Kimenagi Noyek and there's a time period of things that go into the supernatural, into the miraculous, where... Um, takes place and other prophecies about the time that are outside of nature. How is it possible for the Ram to write? Then you may say Mashiach, there's nothing's going to change. And there will be, be no chidush, no innovation in the creation of the world. One of the 13 principles of the Rambam is that which is clearly a change in the world order and clearly something, a, a, an innovation, a chidush, an unusual thing in the way the world go, it was created until now. Now, according to certain shittas, unlike the Rambam, they hold that the ultimate world is which means to say that the, that resurrection takes place in Olam Haba. 
And the ultimate reward is for Nishamis the way they are in the Gufim. Then Tchiyas HaMesim is a secondary event that takes place after Yemais HaMashiach. Where there are Nishamis Begufim, where, where there's Tchiyas HaMesim and Nishamis Begufim and Tzachar. The ultimate reward. But according to the Rambam who holds, the Rambam says, There's no body for the, for the Nishamas, because at that point the Nishamas will be without their bodies. And the world of resurrection is not the ultimate world of the of the of reward. Rather than Amamol, the Tchiyas HaMesim takes place in the same time period of Yemes HaMashiach before Eilam Abba. Then according to the Ramam, there clearly is a change in the world, in the, in the, in the natural order of the world. The fact that, people, that the dead will be resurrected. That nothing's going to change from the world order, from the natural order of things, if there's Tchiyas HaMesim happening. So therefore, it must seem that Ramam holds. So yes, there are two components in two separate times. Yes, there's one part which is the coming of Mashiach. There's another additional component. Which will be uh, which will be introduced. After the beginning of Yemaisa Mashiach, after the first uh, time period of Yemaisa Mashiach, that then certain things will be added or introduced. Things that Hashem will do in that time, including things that are a change in the world. And that's going to take place in a secondary, in a later period within Yemesa Mashiach. This is a Chiddush of the Rebbe in understanding the Rambam. And based on the questions, there seems to be no other way to understand the Rambam. But the Rambam must hold that within Yemesa Mashiach itself, before Elam Abba, after Golis, before Elam Abba, in the Tkufa of Yemesa Mashiach, there are two uh, 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 sub periods. One is the period of the coming of Mashiach, which is period number one, which, as we'll see later, is a period of Eilim Kemenagin Noyig. And then later on, a new time, a new time period is introduced during which there's Tchias Amesim and other supernatural changes in the world. In Sif Yud, he's going to explain how this fits in very well with Perik Yudalef. In Perik Yudalef, he explained, especially according to the first Sicha, in Tvar Malchus, how the purpose of, of Perik Yudalef is to teach us the halachic uh, um, definition of Mashiach. What is Mashiach? And what is he here to accomplish? And he is here to bring to Shleimus Kiyu Matei Mitzvah, the ultimate fulfillment of Teiru Mitzvah, for which he's going to have to bring peace to the Yidden so that they can keep Teiru Mitzvah. He has to uh, build the Beis HaMikdash so that we can keep the Mitzvahs that are dependent on the Beis HaMikdash. And that's Mashiach. And specifically he said that Mashiach is not about changing the world. And, and he brought a proof from Rabbi Akiva. 
that Rabbi Akiva was, was, was uh, b- believed in Ben Kuziva, that he was Mashiach, even though he didn't make any changes. And why is that? Because the Mashiach has to prove himself by doing what he's meant to do. In- introducing changes into the world is not Mashiach's job. Mashiach's job is to bring Tehru Mitzvahs, bring the fulfillment of Tehru Mitzvahs. And therefore that's what Mashiach has to do. And that's how we know that he's Mashiach, as the Ramam explained so uh, beautifully in Perikidalaf. So now he's going to say that in Perikid Beis he doesn't bring another Raya to this because he's relying on the Raya in Perikid Aleph because Perikid Aleph and Perikid Beis are interconnected. And this will explain to us why the Ramam does not bring a Raya, any Raya at all, to his words, which he writes in the beginning of Perikid Beis. You shouldn't think that in the time of Mashiach nothing, something will change from the natural order of the world. As he did in the previous Perik. When he said the Mashiach does not have to make a miracle or a change in the world. And over there he did bring a Raya. And this is what it says in Perik You shouldn't think the Mashiach has to make miracles or introduce something new into the world in the or resurrect the dead. Or other types of supernatural miracles. This is not true. was a great from the from the sages of the Mishnah. And he was uh, he would carry the Kalim. Or he was involved with Ben Kuziva. Which we also know as Bar Kochva. That he was Mashiach. And Abakiva and many of the Chachamim of this day. Thought that Ben Kuziva was Mashiach until he got killed. Once he was killed, they discovered that he's not Mashiach. But. And Chacham did not ask from Ben Kuziva to make any miracles. So from this we see that you don't need to make any miracles to be, to prove that you're Mashiach. So we see that in Pedic he did bring a Raya, and in Pedic he doesn't bring a Raya. But we understand why. Because although the two Prakim and Amam Yudalaf and Yudbeis are actually addressing two different elements, in Perik Yudalaf he's talking about Mashiach himself. Pi'ulasei, his, his uh, impact, his accomplishment, v'oifim b'yasei, and the manner in which he will come. In Perik Yudalaf he's talking about the world, Yudalaf is talking about Mashiach. Yudalaf is talking about the situation of the world. In the times of Mashiach, Mikol Mokim nevertheless, Harei Oisek Haram of Perik Yudalaf, and he's talking about the world and not about Mashiach, but he's talking about the world as it is affected by the coming of Mashiach. And therefore, it is a direct connection to the Perik Yudalaf where he's talking about Mashiach. Now he talks about the world as it is impacted by Mashiach. And therefore, the power of the Raya that, that we brought in Perikud Aleph could be used for Perikud Beis with regards to the Matzah of the world. What is part of the, what is an element 
in the matziv, in the situation of the world when Mashiach comes, that the world will continue in its normal order. Because if if the world if the state of the world would have to be a change in the world and introduce something new into the world, it would imply that that is Mashiach's accomplishment. That the coming of Mashiach brings about a change in the world. Then Mashiach would have to prove himself by what he came to do, which is by making changes in the world or performing miracles. And that would be the true test uh, for the authenticity of Mashiach. Because that is Mashiach's uh, uh, a novelty. And since in Miraman proves from Rabbi Akiva that Mashiach does not have to make miracles, it's obvious that Mashiach's coming does not bring about a change in the order of the world. In other words, if Mashiach's coming would change the world, then, then Mashiach is defined by a world change. The Mashiach has to, make a, has, to, has to make miracles, change something in the world to prove that he's Mashiach. And the Ramam proves that that's not the case because the Ramam holds that Mashiach's uh, a definition is not changing the world, which means that the world doesn't change when Mashiach comes because the two the, the, the are connected. So according to the Ramam, the way the Rebbe explained the Ramam in Simon Aleph of the Dvar Malchus, that Pedic Yud Aleph is teaching us that Mashiach is, is not here to make changes. Mashiach is here to bring back the fulfillment, the ultimate fulfillment of Tehidu Mitzvahs. And therefore Mashiach, the proof of Mashiach, the test for Mashiach, is, is he able to bring the world back to a, a, a state where, where Yidin can truly fulfill Tehidu Mitzvahs in, 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 in the fullest sense. So from this, we know that the world won't change. And therefore the Ramah doesn't have to bring another Raya. Because the same Raya that I'm using in Peri Gidalif applies to Peri Gidalif. See if you don't. Now we'll understand. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, I was jumping ahead. We'll move on the Fizah. Sharikh is divri Ramah Peri Gidbeis binyan matzavil and Mashiach. And therefore, since the Rambam in Perikud Beis is coming in continuation to Perikud Aleph, so when we're talking about the state of the world, we're talking about the state of the world as it changes with the coming of Mashiach. As Mashiach comes, the world changes or, or doesn't change, or is affected by Mashiach, this is what we're talking about in Perikid Beis. In Perikid Aleph, the Ramam explains what is the concept, what is the, the definition of Mashiach. Mashiach is going to restore the kingdom of the dynasty of David to its origins, to this uh, to his initial rulership. And then all of the mitzvahs will be able to be restored. So the Mashiach is going to bring about the uh, complete completion of the fulfillment of Tehro Mitzvahs. Then he continues the Perikid Beis. The world or the world 
the state of the world which will uh, be uh, consistent with the fact that Mashiach is bringing about the fulfillment of Tehidu Mitzvahs. So Yisrael, Yipnim Tehidu Rechmasa. The Yidin will have the time to be involved in Tehidu and its wisdom. Ubeisi Yazman Liyashom Lirav Le'Mochaman. There won't be no hunger, no famine, nor war. Le'yesek Kol Elam Ladaz Hashem Levad. And the involvement of the entire world will be to know Hashem. Fichachi Yisrael Chachavim Gedelim. The Yidin will be great, great uh, uh, um, sages. The Iker, the most important part, if they could learn and they could and they could be and they, and they could be involved in the Chachma of Torah, and they're not distracted by war or famine. That the Eden will be able to fulfill Torah mitzvahs in a world which is which in which the natural order continues. So the Rambam, the Rambam, which is coming. From a halachic perspective, the Ram is telling us what's the get that of Mashiach. And based on that, what's the world going to look like when Mashiach comes? And if the, if the purpose of Mashiach is to bring about to bring about uh, uh, then, then, then where is the perfect place for that to happen? In a natural world. Now we can understand why there is why there was a, a seeming contradiction in the Rambam, where the Rambam says and then we found out that there's various psukim that imply a change. Now we'll understand why. Obviously, there's there's a time when Mashiach comes when the world stays as it is. Then there's a later time when all of the other psukim or Chazal will be able to be fulfilled. Based on this, we can understand the sheet of the Rambam and understanding the various psukim and memori chazal. The loss with regards to the promises about the coming of Mashiach. Those promises and those prophecies that are connected to Mashiach himself. The actions of Mashiach. And that which will happen in the world as an outcome of his coming. The Ram explains that there cannot be a change in the nature of the world. Therefore, when it comes to Kevis, which even though it's really, Kevis is really talking about the world. Things that are going on in the world, but in the in, in the in the case of that pasuk, it's coming in direct con, in the continuation to the Yishai. A a plant will come out from the stem of Yishai, which is a nevuah about Mashiach himself, and therefore regards even Kevis, which comes right after that, has to be talking not as a mashal v'chida, not metaphorical, but it has to be literal. And he explains what's the what is the metaphor. That Yidin will be able to sit safely together with the with the Rishoyim of the nations, which is a, a part of being able to fulfill Tero Mitzvahs. Because that's what Mashiach is coming to accomplish. And even though the Ramam continues that all of these things are actually metaphors. The Eidim Mifaris says an Imshalim, but doesn't explain the Nimshal. The Adar Rabbi Mesayim Mesa Melech Mashiach Yehuda Lakei Leizad Avraham Yemoshal. He says, and then on the contrary, he actually says that when Mashiach comes, then we will discover what each of the metaphors we're referring to. 
So the reason why he doesn't explain it all is because the most important thing in this in this discussion is to say that the Pasukim or the Pasik that is part of a Yatsachetim Igaza Yishai, which is talking about is talking about the Indian of Mashiach. That the Ramam's main point is to say that the world will, Yidin will be able to learn Torah. Therefore, he doesn't go into all the other details of the metaphors because that's not Negea here. Here in the Ramam is Negea to know that Yidin will be able to learn Torah. That, that, that the Goyim are not going to distract them from learning Torah or disturb them. And therefore, that's the only one that Ramam explains because that's Negea to, this, to, to the state of the world as it is relevant to the coming of Mashiach and the impact of Mashiach, which is to be able to learn Torah and do mitzvahs. But when you talk about the psukim that are, uh, that are not <coughs> in direct connection to Mashiach and his coming. Rather, they're talking about various prophecies and promises that will take place in, in the future. Including the Pasik mentioned earlier from the Raj from the Raivid, I will remove the wild animals from the world. And the Maimed Azal mentioned earlier, that the, uh, the, the trees that didn't give fruit are now going to give fruit. The Ramam also says that it's not a metaphor, it's to be understood literally. However, these things will take place in a later time period within Yemesa Mashiach itself. Because when Mashiach comes, his Indian is to keep the world going as is and bring the Eden back to, 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 to Kimatera Vamitzis. But later on, there's going to be a more miraculous world, including some of these Psukim and Chazal that speak about um, un, supernatural things. Or, or unnatural things that um, that have to be understood even by the Rambam in the literal sense. And we could also use the same argue, the same explanation to explain the differences between the Teres Kedem and the Gemara Ksubis. If you remember, the Gemara Ksubis said, They will carry fruit, not they will produce fruit, uh, like the Teres Kedem, which doesn't say Eretz Yisrael, and it says, Oisim Pedes. So now I can say like this, that all the, 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 fruit tree, the trees that didn't give fruit, in Eretz Yisrael, are going to carry fruit, which sounds unnatural, it's not that they're going to produce fruit, but they're going to carry fruit, it seems like it's something special, and it's going to be in Eretz Yisrael, is talking about the first Kufa, which in the rest of the world, it's the world continues in its natural order, but according to this, in Eretz Yisrael, there will be some change, even in the first Kufa. And it doesn't say Eretz Yisrael, it says Tam, all the trees that didn't give fruit are going to give fruit. 
It sounds like it's doing it naturally. So naturally, all of a sudden, it's giving fruits, which is clearly a change in the nature. They're talking about the second period of Mashiach. Which then there will be a, a change in creation. And therefore, even the trees that don't give fruit, their the nature will change and they'll give fruit. So, so earlier on we had brought this, these differences between Marksubis and and and, and Kayanim. We could use those differences to, to based on these two tkufas. Tkufa number one, and only in Eretz Yisrael there'll be a special nace, special miracle that the trees will carry fruit, although it's not going to be part of their nature, and. But when will the trees change their nature and actually give fruit and not limit the Teretz Yisrael? That's in the second Tkufa. And that's what the Teretz Kayanim is talking about. And we could use the same idea of the two Tkufas to explain the, the stira, the contradiction in the Rambam. When one place he says, There's no difference between this world besides for the fact that we won't be under the rulership of the nations. And the other place in the Ramah where he says that all the Nevoahs are applying to Yemais Mashiach, which implies that there will be changes, because he's talking about two different Tkufas. So now we understand that the two rule, rulings of the Rambam are not contradicting to each other. When the Rambam says that the two things, that nothing's going to change. Besides, this is talking about the first Tkuf, the first period. And that which Rambam says that all the prophecies are going to happen in Yemesh Mashiach, some of which are miraculous or supernatural. This is talking about the later Tkufa, the later period of Yemesh Mashiach, which, as we said earlier, is going to be a, a time when things do change in the natural order of the world, and there will be Nisim, and there will be a change in Minhage Shalom. And now we understand why the Ramam says even if someone goes out with uh, weapons, he is even though that would mean that he holds that there's going to be, that war will be abolished when Mashiach comes. Like we said earlier, that according to the Chachamim, which hold that Yechayev Achatos for carrying out a, a weaponry in uh, is because they hold war, there will be no more war when Mashiach comes. And therefore now when we do have weapons, they're only a gnai, they're only something shameful, and they're not a tachshit, they're not an ornament which you would be allowed to carry. So we ask the question, how could the Ramam say that Yechayev Achatos based on the shit of the Chachamim? That, that there'll be no more war, if no more war is a change in the world order. And we said that Amal holds, but now we understand that we're talking about two different Kufis. Where it says that they'll beat their swords into plowshares, meaning to say there'll be no more war. That Amal understands it literally. Not as a metaphor. Which is going to happen in the second Tkufa, in the later period of Yemesh Mashiach. And since in the second Tkufa, at least, 
weaponry will cease to be necessary because war won't be necessary. This is a proof that weaponry is not an ornament but a shameful tool, and therefore you can't wear it. You can't wear it in Rishus but it's not a steer to the fact that the Ramah because that's in the first Kufa. And in the first Kufa, there will be war. Or there will at least be the possibility of war. But the, 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 the fact that war will not be possible, that happens in the second Kufa. And that's what the Ramah holds. Before we continue with the next part of the discussion, which is, how does the second Kufa, how and when, does the second kufa come about, which will start in Siftes Zayin, in Siftes Vav, he introduces one more nekuda that could be answered, that could be reconciled, based on the fact that we understand now that according to the Rambam, there are two kufas in the Yemesha Mashiach. Hine v'brach Hashem, Amruch, Behemshach, Gemara, Anal, Kalon of Yungan, Nisnabo, Yemesha Mashiach, in Gemara and Brachis, where it brings this Machloikas, that Rabchia Baraba holds, that all the Nevi'im prophesies with regards to the Yemesh Mashiach, but in Olam Abba, Ayin Lera, so Lakim Zulasecha, no eye has beheld what will happen at that time. And, and Shmuel, who argues with Rav Chiyah Barabba, and says that there's no difference between this world and, and Yemesh Mashiach other than Shibud Malchias. So this is a, a Gemara that's brought in Brachis. Among other places, but it's more in Brachas. In that Gemara in Brachas, it says, All the, all the promises of the good that's coming, the Abish is talking to Bali Tshuva. But Sadiqim Gmurim, no eyes beheld the godliness that awaits them. And this is this would be in disagreement with Rabavo. Because this, this, Passage, this Rabchia Baraba implies that Sadiqim are on a higher level than Bali Tshuva. The Bali Tshuva are getting all the promises of, of, of the Nevi'im, but the promises that are awaited Sadiqim are much greater. Nobody knows, but they are. Upligi de Rebavo, this is in disagreement with Rebavo. The Amar Rebavo, Malkimish Bali Tshuva, Emdim, Sadiqim Gmurim, Emdim, that the, the, the place where Bali Tshuva stand, Sadiqim Gmurim can't stand there, or, not, or don't stand there, or are not able to stand there, depending on the various Nuschais. But clearly, according to Rebavo, Bali Tshuva are on a higher level than Sadiqim. So according to Rechim Baraba, the Sadiqim are higher, and their Schar is beyond what the, what, what the Nevi'im have promised. And according to the Bavom, Tzadikim Gimurim, Bali Tshuva are on a higher level. And since these two teachings of Rabbi Chibar Abba and one that all the Nevi'im laid in Snabbo and the Mesa Mashiach, and all the Nevi'im laid in Snabbo and the Mesa Mashiach, since these two follow one right after the other, it seems that they're connected to each other. Which would imply that according to the sheet of Rabbi Baraba, that all the Nevi'im only said Nevu'ah, you would have to also say that all the tzaddikim, that all the nevi'im are talking to Bali Tshuva, not the tzaddikim. Like Rebbe Chibarabo, like Rebbe Avov, like Shmuel. 
which would argue with Rabavo, who holds that Bali Tshuva are greater than Tzadikim, and would argue with Shmuel, who holds that that uh, that Yemesa Mashiach, nothing changes. Besides for Shivit Malchis. Ulama Rambam, however, the Rambam, even though with regards to Yemesa Mashiach, he does bring the Psak of Rabchia Baraba, that all the Nevi'im are only speaking about Yemesa Mashiach, but Elam Abba, Ayin Lera, Solakim Zulasecha. Nevertheless, with regards to the tzaddikim and bali tshuva uh, argument, he passes like Rebavo and not like Rebchia Barabo. So the question is, if we understand, if we understand that Rebchia Barabo, his two statements are connected, and if you hold then you have to also say and that Bali Tshuva are greater than and Tzadikim are greater than Bali Tshuva. So how does the Rambam, when it comes to Mashiach, passing to the Mashiach versus Elam Haba, passing like Rebchia Bar Abba, and then when it comes to Tzadikim versus Bali Tshuva, he passes not like Rebchia Bar Abba, but like Rebavo. Ula, now moving, however, says the Rebbe, according to this explanation that there's two Tkufis when Mashiach comes, it's understood who says that Sadiqim are greater, is only following his shita that even at the beginning of Yemaisa Mashiach, they'll be bitl menagish shalelam. This one we are talking about. But according to the Ramam who disagrees with Rabbi Baraba, in other words, even though the Ramam who quotes Rabbi Baraba, which Rabbi Baraba says the call of Yilin is Tabal Yemesa Mashiach, the Rabbi Baraba holds that it applies to the, right away. The Ramam doesn't he quotes Rabbi Baraba, but he doesn't agree with Rabbi Baraba with regards to the fact that it starts right away. He holds that Rabbi Baraba is talking about starts at a secondary at a, at a later time period. And in the beginning of Yemes Mashiach, in the Kunaginaik, had a Ainza Machriach, Sadikim Dilim of Ali Shuvas. Now we have no proof that Sadikim are greater. According to the Bechir Baraba, because he holds that that Yemes Mashiach starts right away with Shini Mulagi Shalaylam, therefore he holds Sadikim are greater. But according to the Ramam, who doesn't, even though he quotes the Bechir Baraba, but does not agree with the Bechir Baraba, that, that Bitul Mulagi Shalaylam begins right away, he holds it in the beginning, it's Elon Kunaginaik. Therefore, he doesn't have to follow the shit of Rebchia Baraba that Sadiqim are greater than Bali Tshuva, and he could paskin like Rab Avo that Sadiqim, that Bali Tshuva are greater. I do have to uh, 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 say that I personally am lacking an understanding in the connection between the, that according to Rebchia Baraba, the fact that he holds Sadiqim are greater than Bali Tshuva only works according to his shita, that even in the beginning of Yemesa Mashiach, to the Rebbe, it's, it's, it seems obvious that Rabbi Baraba holds is only according to his shita, that because in the beginning of Yemesa Mashiach is and I, I'm not sure I understand why. So I, I understand the, the reconciliation that the Rambam could, could say both uh, uh, both Psokim, uh, 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 because he, even though he says he doesn't understand it the way Rabbi means it, and therefore he could still say that Bali Tshuva are greater than Sadikim. But the premise that Sadikim are greater than Bali Tshuva is dependent on the Shita of Bitul Menagish I I didn't quite catch the connection. 
And uh, hopefully, so those of you who are listening uh, to, to the Shear uh, will, will uh, be able to discuss it, talk about it. And if you do know, share it either to me or to whomever in the, in the, in the forum, in the Horus, so that um, we can gain some clarity in what is the uh, 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 deeper understanding of this Ketha. Okay. So Ad Khan we've established that the, according to the Rambam, there are two Tkufas in Yemaisa Mashiach. The first Tkufa is with the coming of Mashiach, which is a, 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 where the world continues in its normal order, in its natural order. And the purpose of this time is Shleimus Kiyum Mitzvahs, the f- ultimate fulfillment of Teiru Mitzvahs, which Mashiach is going to bring about. Then there is a later Tkufa, during which uh, there's Tchiyas HaMesim and other supernatural miraculous events. And with this, we reconcile that whenever the Ramam seems to imply uh, lean to the more natural order of things, he's referring about an earlier Tkufa, whenever the Ramam, or, or for that matter, other Nevuahs, other prophecies, and other Mamari Chazal and Psukim that imply to a, to a supernatural order of, of the world, this is referring to a second Tkufa, a second, uh, a later Tkufa, later period in the, in, in the era of Yemaisa Mashiach, which, during which Miraculous things will take place, including the resurrection of the dead. Now we have a question. When and how does this second Kufa come about? That's what we're going to address in Sifta Zayin and beyond. After all this, we still have to explain. Since the definition of Yemaisa Mashiach, as they are connected to the coming of Mashiach, as we explained at length, according to the Ramam, is connected with Eilon Kmenagin Neyeg. What is the compelling uh, proof that there'll be a second Tkufa? That and there'll be another t- uh, 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 another Tkufa. Another period during which things will change. More importantly, What is this incredible uh, uh, innovation that is going to bring about this uh, wonderful, um, wonderful, uh, uh, I guess, let's rephrase the question. What is, the, what is this incredible reason that will bring about this incredible innovation of this order of the second period. Which is a very simple question. You know, when does it happen? How does it happen? In other words, the fact that Mashiach comes and he brings about it makes sense. We could bring Karbonus. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna win the wars so there'll be no distraction. So we can sit and learn Tayyip. Do mitzvahs. 613 mitzvahs. We don't have to miss any of them. Then what happens? At what point is there? Is there? Who says it has to happen? What, and what's going to bring it about? When does it happen? Now the Rebbe is going to introduce a passage from Igenes Tchias Amesim, a letter written by the Rambam, that sort of changes our whole approach. Because till now we were looking at, at it from Perikid Alfiyud Beis and the Rambam, which is halacha, and then for the Rambam says it in a halacha way, which is clear. And defined. 
Now there's a guest which is which is not halacha necessarily, and therefore it's written in a different way. And the Ramam says Shemash Apedish is a Yudin Dulasim. The guards even canvas for gates of Zashim Derech Moshe He says the fact that he explained the promises. Of, for example, the Garza even Kevin that the wolf will live with a lamb, that they are a metaphor and not to be taken literal. This is not absolute, it's not definitive. That's a metaphor. And it's possible that it's going to happen in, in, in literally. So according to what we explained in previously in this sicha, we explained in Yudalaf and that the whole definition of Mashiach is to keep the world in the proper order, so that way we could keep the Tero Mitzvahs properly. So in other words, we have to explain the promises in a way that they're not a change in the natural order of the world. Because the whole definition of Mashiach is that he should impact the world the way it is in its natural order. Now let's explain at length. And that's why Mashiach does not have to make a Chiddush in the world. And that's why Ben Kuziva did not have to make a Chiddush in the world in order for Rabbi Kiva to believe that he was Mashiach because the whole gather of Mashiach is to work within the framework of this world to bring about Shleim Muzakim Mitzvah. So how could the Ramam now say that it's possible that it'll be Kipsutai and that the world will be different? So now we're going to explain. We now have an, a contradiction between the Ramam and Halacha. The Ramam and Gaius Tachesa which the Ramam and Halacha says that that the world will not change, at least in the first Kufa. And in the Geras Tchiyas Amesim, he says that the world may change. So he says like this. And Sif Zayn is going to explain how this is possible. We know that the Gemara asks, with regards to the Stira, contradiction in the following Psukim. In Daniel it says, that, behold, the man is coming in the clouds of the heaven. The Mashiach is going to come down from the from Shemaim. There's another pasuk that says, a pauper riding on a donkey. So the question is, is he coming down on the clouds of Shemaim, or is he coming riding on a donkey like a poor person? So the Gemara answers, if the Yidin are meritorious, if they are deserving, then the Mashiach is going to come on the clouds. If they are not meritorious, if they are not deserving, then he's going to come on a donkey. Similarly, the Gemara uses this idea to, to reconcile other contradictions in the Psukim that there's a difference of Zachu and Leizachu. That, that, that the way Mashiach's coming occurs will depend on whether the Yidin are meritorious or if they're not meritorious. If they are deserve, more deserving uh, or less deserving. So from this we can derive. With regards to other ideas that are relevant to the coming of Mashiach. That if the Yidin are in a meritorious situation. That everything that's going to happen is going to be on an entirely different level. It will be on a miraculous level. 
This is one of the ways to reconcile the Machlekes with regards to the Beis Amikdash, the building of the Beis Amikdash. In certain places it says that the base Amikdash is already built and is already in a state of perfection and it's going to be revealed and come down from a Shemayim from heaven. Other places it says, and this is what the Ram of Paskins, the Mashiach is going to have to build the base Amikdash. So which one is it? Is, is the Beis Amikdash coming down from Shemayim or is Mashiach going to have to build it? This too can be resolved with the two different manners of Geula of Zachu and Lezachu. Im Zachu, if they are meritorious, then it will be revealed and come down from heaven. However, if they are not meritorious, then it won't come from Shemayim, it will have to be built by a human being down below, or the Mashiach through Mashiach. So, now we understand that it's not just whether Mashiach is coming in Menani Shmaya, or is Ani Velechem Alachamer, or if the Beis HaMikdash is Yigalav Yamin HaShemayim, or Mashiach Ben HaMikdash. But there's many different elements in the coming of Mashiach that are dependent on Zachur Leisachur. That which in, in, in the Sefer Ayad in Ramba, which is a Sefer Ayalocha, the Ram of Paskins, that there will not be a change in the world order. Since the general idea of Mashiach is a component of Halacha, which Halacha has to be clear and defined. And this oifen, the oifen of Eilun Kiminagi Noyik, show a noitolib oifen the Maisibini Adam, that it's not dependent on the actions of the people. Mashainkin Agula, Baifen Darum and Anishmaiva Kayetzibazer, unlike the Gaula in a way of Mashiach coming from the clouds. Shetolibazashi Sholim Amatsu Shalzachu, that is dependent on the hidden being in a meritorious state. Shaini Baru Mukhlan is not clear. It's not definite. Because everything is, comes from Shemayim, besides the Yiddish Shemayim, which is dependent on the person. Excuse me. As tell us that a person has the Rishus, person has free choice given to a person which way he wants to go. So the Zahu is not something that Ram can count on. It's not definite. And halacha has to be definite. So the Ramah, when he speaks about it, he speaks about it as halacha. He says how it has to be without depending it on the state of the Yidin at the time. So, the explanation of the Rambam, why the Rambam speaks about Mashiach in uh, in a Olam Kiminhag way, is because Mashiach is coming from the perspective of Halacha, which Halacha has to be clear and defined, and he can't promise you the Aruim and Anishmaya, and therefore the Ramam says, Al Pi Halacha, the clearest, most, de- most definite uh, uh, form of Mashiach coming is Olam Kiminhag which would be even in a case of Lezach al Chasvashom. 
Let's go a step deeper. Not only are we saying that Mashiach, the Biasa Mashiach is Eilin Kmenagin Noyik, because that's Barra Mukhlet. Let's go a little bit deeper than that. The fact that the Ram describes the Geula not as a change in the world, it's not because in Sif Zayin he said that the Ram is talking about Leizachu because Leizachu is the is, is the bottom uh, is is what's for sure going to happen. In other words, if if Leizachu at least this is going to happen. This is the, the rock bottom. It's the foundation. So therefore, the Raman talks about that because he knows that that's, that, that, that could happen. Sifit Chesi says no. He says, that doesn't mean that Raman is trying to tell you that, that we're talking about a massive of Leizachu and therefore Elan Kunaginayik. The fact that Chazal tell us that when the Yidin are in a meritorious state, there will be certain advantages and certain miracles. It's not only to tell you that if there's Zohu, then they get this, if there's Zohu, they get this, but if there's Zohu, then they're going to get something else. Say no. You have the Etzem gathered of Mashiach, which is Elok Menagin and then you have an extra. You have other additional things that Hashem will give us. From the perspective of the definition of Mashiach and the coming of Mashiach, the order, regardless of Zachu or Lezachu, the order is the halachic definition of Mashiach is to bring about the fulfillment of Teiru Mitzvahs, which is dependent on Elok on, on, on a natural world. But if the Yidin are in a higher level, they elevated themselves to a meritorious level, There'll be an additional thing. That Hashem will show extra nisim to show an extra preciousness and an extra love to the Yidin. So in Sif Yud Zayin he said that Zachu is Enoch Managinayik. Lei Zachu is is Hanaginisis. Miraculous. And the Ram says Zachu the Ramam says, because that's what he can count on without depending on the Yidin. See, if Yudchesi says that Api that, it doesn't depend on Zachor or Lezach. The Geder Ha'ilchasi, the Halachic definition of Mashiach is But then there are certain presents, certain gifts that Hashem will give the Yidin if there's Zachor. And you could apply this to the uh, 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 um, what we said before to resolve the the different mamari chazal or different psukim rather with regards to the base hamikdash. If you're looking from the perspective of Sif Yud Zayin, then it's the, the two are a stira. Mashiach bein hamikdash is a stira to. And if you say, this is Zachu, this is Leizach. He says, no. They're not a stereo. They can both happen. 
From the halachic perspective, the building based on mikdash is a chiyuv and a yid. Ukpeishen hamav asal the mikdash as it says asal the mikdash. Lachem pesach adam shechav shiach shayod echidin kamos patim yamuk shoyim mekedem umein in melech vakach beinus based on mikdash. Therefore, the Rambam says that the Rambam who holds that through Mashiach is going to be uh, uh, to bring back all of the mitzvahs as they were in the past. So therefore, they're going to appoint a king, and therefore Mashiach is going to build the mitzvahs. Melech Mashiach yivat seyas mitzvahs binyan mitzvahs mitzvahs. Melech Mashiach will implement the building of the mitzvahs mitzvahs. Because Alpi Alocha, the, the Mashiach, the Bishvakes of Mikdash has to be built by a person. The Matzav shall Zachu pay Ali Safa. Shabbatecha Mikdash to Lamato, Yovevi Slabish and Mikdash, Dilamilo, Shayovevi Golden Shemaim. And then, but if the Yidden reaches Zachu, then within the Mikdash to Lamato, that's being built by Mashiach. Because Alpi Alocha, the Bishvakes Mikdash has to be built by a human being. There'll be a, 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 a ness. There'll be a miraculous mikdash to lemaila within the mikdash to lemato. They could they could both happen simultaneously. Since if you Zion, we saw them as, as a stirrup, and therefore they had to be they had they had to be resolved. This is zachu. This is leizach. In if you they're not a stirrup. They're one on top of the other. There's the basic, uh, um, the basic way it has to happen because. That's how it works. That Mashiach is bring Shlemas Atelevamitzvis and Mashiach builds a base Amigdash. And then, if there's a Matzav of Zachu within the Aveda of the Yidin, there will be an Agonisis. And within the base Amigdash to the Mata, there'll be a base Amigdash to the Milo. So, according to this, we can now understand. So, remember, our initial question was what brings about the second Kufa? What changes and brings about uh, but now we can understand. Now that we understand that there's a zachu and a leizachu, and that a zachu, when, when the Yidden reach a meritorious state, it brings about a miraculous, supernatural order of the world where Hashem shows an extra love to the Yidden. Now we understand why it is so necessary that there's going to be a second kufa. After Mashiach comes in whatever manner, whether it's Zohu or Lezohu, however he comes, since there'll be no distraction, there will be nobody to disturb them from learning which. There's nobody who's not going to allow them to learn Torah and do mitzvahs properly. On the contrary, they're going to be available to learn Torah and in the involved in the wisdom of Torah. So much so that even the rest of the world is going to be engaged and involved in Ladas as Hashem Bilvad, knowing Hashem. Therefore, the Yidden are going to be great sages. So much so that they're going to be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. Like the water fills the ocean. So since the Yidna are going to be learning Teda, and there'll be no distraction, and they're going to be so engaged and involved and immersed in the knowledge of Hashem, that is Zachu. That is a meritorious state. So this will bring about automatically the second Kufa. Which is a tkufa in which things change. 
in the world. It's going to bring about the miraculous order. Including that which the Ramam calls the fundamental idea of So therefore, there has to be a change. Because even if Mashiach came, and Mashiach had to bring about, uh, bring Yidin to Shleim Vazatei Vamitzvah and bring it and build the base of Mikdash and everything like that. But at a certain point, as the Ramam himself says, that Mashiach is going to remove the the the, the, the disturbances and distractions, and Yidin are going to sit and learn Torah and do mitzvahs. Automatically, they're going to read Zachu. And if they read Zachu, Zachu brings about an agonesis. So the, the Zachu that is automatically going to come about because of the fact that of what Mashiach is going to bring the Yidden to Shleimus, Kiyum, Atereva, Mitzvahs is automatically going to trigger a second Tkufa. A Tkufa of an agonesis, A Tkufa of miraculous times. Including Tchiyas Ames. Vilachain. Where are speaking about the definition of Mashiach according to Halacha? Explains the world in a state of the natural order of the world. Which is consistent with the idea and the definition of Mashiach, which is that it will bring about the fulfillment of Tehra Mitzvah in a natural world. Where he is not limited to the halacha, who Moisiv Beer Besefer Ayad, he adds more understanding into what he says in Sefer Ayad. That this idea of the world will stay in their natural order is not definite. Because if the Yidden are in a state of Zachu, of merit, then even while the Yidden are in Golos, meaning right from the beginning of the Gula, there's going to be a special treatment that where the world, natural order of the world will change. In other words, just like we're saying here, that, that, Within Yemoisa Mashiach, when the Yidden reach Zachu, they're going to reach a, a second Tkufa. This means that if the Yidden reach Zachu in Golos, at the very, very big end of at the end of Golos, at the very beginning of Yemoisa Mashiach, then the Anagonesis begins right away. And therefore, Gedet Chiasamesimi says that Taka Emes the Gedet Ail Chasi, the halachic definition of Mashiach is Eilun Kmenaginoik. But if the Yidden reach Zachu, the chavivus, the love of Hashem, the right from the get-go of Yemesa Mashiach. There's going to be an agonesis, a special hanhaga from the Ebishter, which changes the world order. Like the says, that there'll be niflois, there'll be wondrous things, which refers to something that's even greater than nisim. And therefore, the Ramam, and therefore, he says, it's not for sure that it's going to be literal. Because there is a possibility that it's going to be, uh, 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 that that, that is not going to be, and the Psukim will be understood literally, because there'll be an agonistus from the very beginning. So that answers our second, our, 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 the, the second part of the Sikha. Or the third part of the sikha, if you will, what brings about the second kufa? What brings about the second kufa is is zachu, and therefore it comes out a very very powerful message to us 
And that is, is that what the world will look like when Mashiach comes depends on us. In other words, if we're looking for Hanagonesis, if we want to see a a a bitl and 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 a, the the the, uh, the 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 miraculous supernatural world, it depends on Zachu. So if we, we wait until Zachu till deep into Yemaisa Mashiach, Chas Shalom, then it starts out and then it, it changes. But we have the power to be Zachu. And if we can reach Zachu, then from the very the very first moment of Biasa Mashiach, it'll go straight to the Anagonesis. So how will the world look when Mashiach comes? That depends on us.